Three grown men who care way more than they should. Glenn Clark. Glenn, no way. I'm sorry, Aaron. Did Alicia Fox call you the man beast? AJ Francis. And of course, everyone boos Roman Reigns, even though he puts on the best match of the night. Aaron Oster. Guys, look, there was that one time. Aaron. Aaron. You're the worst. You are the worst. This is jobbing out. What's up? 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 What's um, cause I'm the shit. I don't know how that would be related. Oh, number two. Number oh, two. Oh, right. Come on. My bad, my bad, my bad. No, that's not the reason, Aaron. Uh, I have no idea. Well, I was going to say that on the heels of our first ever all-women's pay-per-view, we get the honor of the second ever all-men's pay-per-view this weekend. But technically not true. Yeah, not true at all. Technically not true. Well, I mean, it's as true as that being an all-women's pay-per-view, considering Michael Cole was part of it. Well, Man. I'm just saying that there were plenty of things that weren't announced as well, all men's paper. There are other all men's paper besides Saudi Arabia. This is a pretty more direct, direct yes. correlation. Yes. It's jobbing out. I'm Glenn Clark. He's Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone. And, of course, the main event. Vent. 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 See, this is the way it's going to work now. He still has one in him, so I just have to get through it. There we are. Thank you very much. AJ Francis as well. Um, Oh, you son of a bitch. We have so much to talk about this week. Uh, We will make... Oh, my God! We will make picks for uh, Crown Jewel coming up. Oh, wow. I mean, if this is just going to be the show, if this is just what we're going to do. I'm okay with this. I'm yeah. just going to sit back and listen to the vent. It's, it's right, nice as, and calming. I might, I might take a nap. You know what? It actually kind of works, too, because for you, you get to be in. Oh, my God. You get to be entertained by me being interrupted by every single one of them. And uh, I can lose my mind. Um, later on in this program, we will uh, be making our picks for Crown Jewel. Also, I told you about her last week. I told you that it was going to become a new obsession. And you know how I am with obsessions. Once You, ob- you obsess? Yes, correct. That's exactly the way that it works. Uh, I have discovered... Yeah. Okay. I have discovered someone. And uh, they're my new favorite thing in all of professional wrestling. For now, until I tell you about Juice Robinson and or Tony Storm later on in the program. Uh, I'm in love with Casey Lennox from MLW and part of the reason I'm in love with Casey Lennox is actually I would love to tell you it's because I know she's a fine wrestler I have no clue but I think you would understand why it is that I'm in love with Casey Lennox from MLW if you saw a photo of her you'd say yep that checks out that's about right um she's from Baltimore 
And she's on the come as a wrestler as well as as a broadcaster with MLW. And uh, we're really excited about a Baltimore girl done good. So we will talk to Casey Lennox from MLW a little bit later on in the program as well. So that's what's coming up on this week's show. A lot to get to. First, we've got to figure out, uh, did we win this bet or did Noel Foley win this bet? We actually won the bet. Noel Foley came in last place. So, hey! so run that down real quick. Oh, the, the scores? Yes. Everyone had five. She had four. What, I believe. Uh, what happened? Yes. She did. I remember her making a pick that I thought. Mm. Yeah, she she picked uh, she picked Kyrie. She picked uh, she picked Trish. She picked yeah. Well, every, she she Trish didn't. Roy. Yeah, Trish. Yeah, got, no, no, no. I meant the other way around. The, she got that match wrong. I thought she. Uh, wait a second. I thought she picked that on retainer. I oh, thought she, I thought yeah, we agreed that. All right, I, I got I got to pull it up exactly. To, yeah, to look I, at yeah it. she yeah. picked it on retainer like I did, which means that she tied us, which means we all lost. Oh, Ew. I'm really nervous about this now. <laughs> oh, oh no, I am really <laughs> nervous. <laughs> that, that means she absolutely because I remember specifically saying that I was doing the same thing. Yeah, she was I doing. definitely remember her. We and we agreed that she could make yes. the pick based on whether or not Alexa Bliss was in the match. Well, if that's the case, and I wrote that down wrong, then I believe then yes, we all tie. Okay, you better double. Oh you, my god! I, I will go back. I will go back and double check all of that. By the way, stuff, by the way, yes. uh, AJ, how long into the show before Aaron screwed it all up? Uh, two minutes. Two minutes. Two minutes. Three, three minute warning here. Yeah, it was a three minute. You got three minutes, and you're out of here. Um, yeah. that's what it was before Aaron screwed it all up. You better. Uh, you, know. you better double check your math. I will double check one. my math. Well, we'll just wait. Oh, oh! You want me to do it right? This well, second. I would think that we should be able to give some conclusion here. I would think that that would be a good thing to do. I do remember her having another strange pick. Now, it yeah. might just be that the only strange pick was the Kyrie pick, and if that's it, then then I still don't know how she tied all of us. Yeah. Well, okay. Hold on. Let me let me pull this up. I might have. I might. It might just be the Kyrie pick, and and I was mistaken on that. All right. Yes, okay, it was just the Kyrie pick. I'm sorry. Okay. It was the Kyrie pick that was the difference between her and us. So ultimately, the, the answer is still... It's still Noel Foley loses. She loses. Yes. Okay, all right. Yes. Thank God. Thank, Thank God. <laughs> all right, so AJ, you will be in touch with her about uh, the freestyle that she has to perform. For sure. All right. Very good. So that's the I'm end. writing her right now. Very good. That's the end of that. And thank God, because I couldn't afford to lose any more bets. I am so <laughs> far behind. I did. I actually feel really bad. I meant to go get a birthday cake so I could do that today. I will try to remember to do that in the course of the next week. Um, as far as the fallout from Evolution, since obviously we don't have to worry about any of the women's storylines at the moment, um, mm. let's let's discuss all of it. Um, I think we have to start clearly with Becky Lynch Charlotte, which, I, I mean, I don't even know what to say anymore. I'm, I'm running out of things to say about the greatness of this program, which has been, I think, easily, to me, the greatest women's program ever. I think this is better than Mickey James. Trish? Well, the last, the last four matches of Evolution were, like, amazing. They were all great, but this was the best. I mean, the funny thing is, if you wanted to say that Shayna Kyrie... It was, was really good. It, it, if, if you want to say it was better, I would have no problem with it, just because that match was really, really damn good, too. It was really good, but this was everything. This is the this is the story that you've been telling for weeks. This is compelling. This is a crowd that is so gripped by the entire thing, they don't really know how they feel at this point. Like, they're in love with Becky, but yet, what the thing that we had warned, like worried about, which is 
if Becky loses, we riot. I don't even know that you would have gotten that at the end of that match because holy hell, what a story was told. You know, I, I think you here's what you would have had. I think you would have had the initial reaction just be like, oh, my God, that was a great match here. And then it would have slowly devolved into booze. But you're right. It was a wonderful match. And and here's how good of a match it was. I don't like last man standing matches. I think they're clunky for the most part. They you know, they have those long pauses at the beginning. They usually take a while to get going. I thought this might have been the best like last boxing either. What's that? Do you not like boxing? No, I, I no, I don't like boxing for the most part that much either. To be fair, but um, anyway, my point is, I, that's a, weird, I thought by this the might way. be the you, last. Wait, the you, best really last you really don't. You really don't. Wait, 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 wait. And stop, I really stop, stop. You're trying to blow past. Did you this. say that this was the best last man standing match ever? I said last person. Yes. Uh, everybody knows the best last man standing match ever was Alberto Del Rio versus the. The big, the, big show the, the big show on SmackDown. SmackDown. Yeah. When, when he, he literally dumped the table on him and won the WWE was it, was, title. It was actually, so you're a, wrong, Eric. It was actually a pretty great moment. Like, that was actually a really great moment. Um, I just can't move just past the fact that Aaron just said he just doesn't like boxing. Like, remember, yeah, remember when Alberto Dario was a babyface? Continue. Yeah, he was a big babyface for a minute. Um, yeah, that, like, that was the minute. You don't like boxing like at all, or you don't like the current state of boxing? Oh, I don't like I don't like the current state. Like I watch two uh, different, you know, things. Canelo Triple G and stuff. But for the most part, no, I'm I'm not going to choose boxing over like for example, I like mixed martial arts better than boxing. I mean, I like MMA more than boxing. Too. Yeah, because I, I, I think, and part of it is because I think there's more of a flow to it. You don't have the all nah, right, let's stop, let's go to the corner. To me, it has nothing to do with the flow. It's well, more that, of the, that's it's that's more my opinion. Blatant. It's more of the blatant brutality. Yeah, right? Uh, it's when you have to... You're telling me, did you watch, like, Gotti Ward and not say, holy S? Yes, there there are good... Look, okay. just like there are good last man standing matches or last woman st- standing matches, there are good boxing fights. In general, I don't tend to like them, though. I do right. like that Aaron called it a last person standing what? match that so could be gender neutral. I That's do, I, right. Hey, I I'm not calling that. this a last man standing match because it was that. done Sunday. You know what? You know what? That's, that is true. He's actually right about all of that, and so... He's wrong about everything else in the world, but he's but right about that. But are women technically men because they're part of mankind? Oh, Jesus Christ. Let's oh, move geez. on. Let's move on. Um, look, it was amazing. It lived up to the hype. Everything about the show was excellent. Um, you know, there's still plenty of people that I think, plenty of women, that I think deserved more than what they ultimately got out of that night. Um, I still would be more inclined to have better, you know, one-on-one matches to have better storylines told if this is going to be an event they do moving forward annually or whatever it's going to be. I think that they should use it less. I think that, again, like I said about the Royal Rumble, this time to say we want it to be about legends, it's the first one we've ever done, get it. Moving forward, I think it should be a way for you to have better storylines in general for the women that are on your card. But that all being said, the show was awesome. The crowd was into it. Uh, it felt like any other pay-per-view. It didn't feel like it was a women's pay-per-view. It just felt Even though like... it was the house show setup, that would be the one question I would have. Do you mean because the lights were dark? Because it was it was the house it was the house show ring, the house show barricade, the house show show screen and the house thought, show ramp. I thought in a weird way it made it more special that it didn't look like every other um pay-per-view by using the same other TV setup. In a weird yeah, way. It made all the damn spots where they threw them into the garden rail more punishing yeah personally i agree i like the look of it i just got a lot of texts from people who are like why aren't they using the regular pay-per-view set so i I was curious how you guys felt about it i mean it's it's weird my gut is there's because they were shipping everything they do that in nxt too 
Uh, but no, no, not really, because they use the same you whatever realize, they're going to use. Wait, 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 wait. You do realize I go to NXT almost no, every but, taper, right? I I, but I'm talking know. about takeovers. I, I'm right. talking about takeovers. The, right. the pay-per-views, if you will. Right. No, I, I know what Aaron's saying. Um, I, Fatal 4-Way was shot in NXT. Okay, uh, fine. Three uh, years ago, you're right. They uh, used that setup. No, it, it, now they don't. The right. UK tournament, they Aaron, don't use They use it like... No, but, okay. What Aaron's saying is specifically is pay-per-view other events. pay-per-views. Right. Like the UK tournament? The UK tournament wasn't a pay-per-view event. It was a midweek event. Well, how was it not a pay-per-view? It, uh, everything on the NFL Network. Uh, They're saying this is the first WWE women's Network. pay-per-view. They're calling this a pay-per-view. They're comparing it directly They're to not, the regular pay per Oh, my God. Okay, here's the thing that I need you both to stop pretending is that this is actually a pay-per-view. Well, actually. That's the name of it. No, no, no. They, they do still make events available on pay-per-view. Yeah, and, and four is... people buy them. Correct. It's, it's, the, the, it's really a WWE Network special is what it is. I, I I don't disagree with you, but they have still differentiated that some events are their pay-per-view events versus other events that are just WWE Network events. That is still a differentiation that the WWE has made. This one they differentiated as a pay-per-view, whereas they differentiate the UK tournament, the Mixed Match Challenge, things along those lines as just being WWE Network events. That's a differentiation that they make. Yes, are we losing some of this in the minutiae? Absolutely. Is Aaron an asshole? For sure. No question about that. But, all that being said, I understand the point that Aaron's making. I just think it's, it's, it's irrelevant. I thought it looked great. I thought, in a way, the setup actually made it look bigger I like the lights being down. Some people were talking about where the lights down because not all the seats were full. Well, as it turns out, if you looked at a lot of the pictures that were shared, overwhelmingly the seats were full. Sure, the entire arena wasn't filled, but dirty little secret, not every WWE pay-per-view has a completely full arena. Um, I think we've all noticed that over the years. I don't think that we're kidding. We'd be kidding ourselves if we suggest otherwise. The pictures that we saw from people that were in the building suggested that it was pretty packed. Um, what the actual number of people were, I don't know, but it looked like a pretty reasonable WWE pay-per-view crowd for something other than, you know, Survivor Series. Uh, who cares about Survivor Series? You know, <laughs> right, the big ones. Well, time, yes. well, think about, first of all, don't you dare discredit the one time a year That's where true. SmackDown Thank you. and Raw. It is the only time we will ever see. Each other on. By the way, what, how's the... Other uh, than Crown Jewel. Well, right, but other than We're that, all 100% exactly. sure that uh, Becky Lynch is going to make Ronda Rousey tap, right? Uh, Al? She should, but no, she, I am not. She won't. No way. I, I don't think that. Um, I'd be amazing. Oh, my God. How great would it be if they did that? All right, we'll talk about that. We'll have plenty of time to talk about the one time that week that Raw and SmackDown superstars will face off against each other. Um, all that being said, I, look, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a hand, thumbs up all around. I think they'd be stupid to not continue doing it, particularly if they're going to continue to do the Saudi Arabia shows. It's, it's a no-brainer to continue to have Evolution once a year uh, moving forward. It was awesome. It's super cool. And again, I think in the future you can focus more on better storylines for your current talent than on, on making sure that you have matches that involve legends. Just, again, you could do that this time because it was the first one. Yeah, I mean, think, think it was that good without many storylines. Think of how good it will be if you actually build storylines into it. Team Bestie uh, is clearly you guys are you guys are talking shit about the legends, but they were on Raw this week, so clearly they're about to go. Oh, they're they're full time now. <laughs> they're back. <laughs> Lita and Trish, they're back. I mean, look, they, they were fine. And if, if there was a 
WWE Women's Tag Team Division. It would actually make sense. All right, I'm not going to continue doing that. <laughs> uh, um, I didn't realize Ivory was that old, by the way. She looks amazing for as old as she Yeah, she does. Can we talk she about looks... the dance break now? Yeah, it was pretty great. <laughs> pretty great. Pretty great. Although, I kind of wish that would have ended with Carmella tossing her over the ring. Like, I thought that's how the dance break should have ended. That's how it always ends. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I thought it was supposed to end with Carmella being the one to do that. I guess just because you're trying to protect Carmella as a face, you don't want to have her do that right there. But, like, it just feels like that's the way that professional wrestling is supposed to work. Like, when you do a spot like that, it's supposed to be that Carmella then throws... I'm so mad that the Iconics were the first people out. But it worked so well. I hated it. I hated it. The story works, but... At some point, there should be more respect shown to the Iconics. Well, I mean, they're just everything. Yeah, you're, I, I, it's, it's both. It's both. Long in- Island. Oh, God, they're amazing. They're amazing. Iconic. Oh, God, no doubt. Love them. Love them. Um, anything else we need to say about Evolution before we talk about some of the other big stories this week? Uh, yeah, we got to talk about – we got to – Pick who you think had the best match at Evolution. Those doesn't count. I just want to know. Oh, well, you know how I feel. Becky and Charlotte. Best match. I honestly think, like, that six-woman tag match was amazing, bro. It was very good. It was was very good. Uh, It was very good. I don't don't know if I put in the top three, but it was very, Uh, very good. Amazing, bro. And, And Nikki and Ronda told a story that when Nikki hit the rack attack, a little glimmer of me was like, no fucking way they're about to do this. And I couldn't... Could you have imagined? I mean, that would have been the perfect person for her to drop it to. It's like when Lesnar beat Undertaker, somebody you don't really expect, but but really has the clout and can use it and say, yeah, I'm a fucking Hollywood star. I hear you. I just think it would have been too quick for that. Like, I, I think that if that had been the case in January, it would have been more viable. I think it would have been perfect because how much longer is we going to be able to have a baby face Ronda Rousey just run through people? Well, I mean, it's definitely going to be a problem. There's no doubt about that, right? Like, I mean, you already kind of have a problem with the fact that everybody loves Becky Lynch. Well, that's like, I'm shocked they're putting her in that situation. Well, I'm not. I'm, well, I, I shouldn't say I'm, I'm not, shocked. That's why they want they want that situation. They want Becky to be booed. But I don't know that they're going to. They're. I think they're putting Ronda at risk more than Becky. Nah, nah. Nah, nah, I, yeah, nah, I, nah, I think Ronda's nah. safe, but I don't think that they're going to get if, – if they think this is going to help with Becky becoming a heel, I, I mean, nah, I, I don't know. Nah. I, don't I don't know. think you guys realize this or not, but Ronda Rousey, she has yet to forget her name, but people just feel the need to oh, tell I know. her name every I, time Dude, I'm not – th- trust me. I don't <laughs> think that there's any risk for Ronda. I think there's no risk. I just think if they believe this helps make Becky a stronger heel – I think they're going to be disappointed. I think they're still assuming that at some point the crowd will stop just being in love with Becky. And I think it's still too soon for that. I think that that won't come for months. No, Um, it's going to stop right now because, uh, you know, they wanted to boo Charlotte because Charlotte gets handed too much and she wins too much, you know, so that the the perfect way to do that is to give her Becky against the fan, uh, give Becky against, against somebody who the fans respect for all the work that they put in, you know, that hasn't been handed anything, hmm. you know, like Ronda Rousey, who's, you know, <laughs> ne- who, you know, who's champion and has only been around less than a year and, you know, never lost a match. Eh, um, I don't know what you're getting at. I don't know what you're getting at. You're really not laying it on at all. You're really, you're, yeah, you're really not stupid doing ass fans. 
um, all right. So, what's your vote? What's your vote? Um. Yeah. I, uh. Yeah, I probably have to go to the last one. Standard two, but it was just—it's close, man. I think you guys are just. Yeah, to say that that six-woman tag match was not top three is wild to me. Well, I, like, I mean, I, I have it as a close. I, I also have the Tony Storm Io Shirai match ahead of it. But was, like uh, that match was crazy. Exactly. Like so, by by saying that was fourth, I'm not disrespecting it in any way. I'm just saying those top three matches were really, really damn good. They're all very good. They're all really, really effing good. There's no doubt about that. Uh, by the- uh, uh, who from the May Young Classic is signed, Aaron? I know you know nerd. Uh, Io Shirai definitely is. Uh, Tony Storm is part of NXT UK, so I, I don't know if she's part, you know, where. Uh, I believe Tegan Knox is, the, you know, and we don't know exactly how long the injury is. It's probably a year. I believe she, and actually I believe the what came out from Meltzer is she might have been slated to win that before her injury. Interesting. Uh, yeah. That, why, can't that's they just give us, why can't they just give us good things from the beginning? Why does, why, why does, why does Tony Storm have to... G- Win because someone else got injured. Yeah, Look Tony, at her. Tony Storm should have never lost anything ever. She should ever. never lose ever in the history of ever. That should ever. never occur. And um, obviously, uh, Mia Yim. Mia also Yim, right, signs. right. Absolutely. All right. Um, quickly, let's touch on a couple other things before we get into our pick segment. Some some big news this week that we knew about beforehand, but was finally confirmed. Um, that we know there's going to be no John Cena and Daniel Bryan at Crown Jewel, and. We had thought that was going to be the way it was, but the WWE was continuing to advertise them literally right up until they wrote them out in in storyline, despite the fact that the reporting had been that those two would not go to Saudi Arabia. Um, I, I guess let me start. Let me start with you, AJ. The WWE's willingness to to let particular talent dictate that and not just say "Don't care, you've got a contract, you got to go." Um, I think that's a different story between John Cena and Daniel Bryan. Um, and the way they went about handling it once those decisions were made, what did you think of it? Uh, I mean, when you got the juice, you know, you're the boss like Hugo. And also, by the way, Hugo is also juice in Spanish, if you weren't aware. Look at Either that. way, um, the like Daniel Bryan and John Cena can go to Vince and say, hey, buddy, hey, I'm good. I'm not going to go to this murderous regime. And until you got the sauce, you can't really do that. You know, so I, am I surprised by this in any way? No, not really. Like, they have the clout, and you know, Daniel Bryan's like a like like a super like vegan into the earth. So you know, he has this like moral compass, and John Cena is like trying to make sure his brand is on point. Like everybody else is just trying to get that money, honey, and I feel them. I mean, I feel like if I was in this situation, I'm definitely going to Saudi Arabia for the bag. Um, I mean, again, this is what we talk about when we say, like, hey, you know, we all support. Game- I played football for the last five years, and I didn't like it. Yeah, it's I hated point. every day except game day. Yeah, and we all and we all support gay people, but we all still eat at Chick Fil A. Love Chick Fil A, right? You know what I mean. So, it's sort of, kind of, uh, I, I, I hear you, but I'd probably be with you. Like, if the option was on the table for me to to get the money, it'd be very difficult for me to turn it down. Frankly, it'd just be the way it is. Um, oh, by the way, I meant to tell you guys, this weekend was crazy. I am the new number one contender for the SCW Heavyweight Championship. Holy <laughs> hell. Holy. SCW? What's SCW? Sausage Castle Wrestling. Damn right. Damn <laughs> right you are. Man, if there's any belt that I think you should hold, it is the Sausage Castle belt. I just want you to know. I, uh, I actually uh, 
you know, debuted. I had one match there before. That was the match that I put on Instagram that I put on our uh, right. Twitter. Um, I'm going to be putting another match on there. Uh, two more matches. I had actually at this show this weekend, I had two matches. I had my debut match with my new character, whose name is Sugar Bear. Uh, it's a Tell it's me a about play on, Sugar it's Bear. A play, it's a play on Sugar Knight, obviously. Okay. Okay. And I'm a bad motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I debuted him uh, a squash match to open the show. And then in the main event, uh, I, in the main event, I win the battle royal to become the number one contender. Who is the champion right now? Uh, Trailer Park Chuck. Oh, fuck. You got, <laughs> you're going to have to take care of Trailer Park Chuck, dog. Trailer to. Park Chuck actually just beat A-Bomb on Saturday. A-Bomb is a 500 Wait, is this player. Adam Bomb? Yes, his name is Adam. I mean, is it the Adam Bomb? I don't know. Is Adam Bomb 500 pounds? He was, he was pretty big back in the 90s. I don't know what he looks like now or if he's even alive, to be honest. But I'm looking into it. Go ahead. Keep going, AJ. I doubt it's the Adam Bomb. It very well might be. But, uh, you know, they had a hardcore match in which they used glass tubes and uh, barbed wire. It was insane. And uh, Trailer Park Chuck finally wins the uh, Sausage Castle Wrestling Championship. Only to have the debut of the baddest faction in the history of Sausage Castle Wrestling, The Row. The Row? Who's in The Row? Uh, Sugar Bear and his, and his crew of thugs. Okay. Do, do, the, do the thugs have names? Uh, well, yeah, char- they have real names. They're, they don't have character names yet. Okay. They didn't oh, really that... say anything or do anything. Gotcha. Over, so, you know, so, so they're just the uh, unnamed assailants right now. Yes, right now they're just the dudes to help me beat people's ass well, after matches. That's actually kind of great. You've got a, you've got a pot. You've got boys like Dalton Castle. Yeah, exactly. So my my idea with the gimmick is to have like one person be there all the time and then alternate everybody else, so it looks like I'm fucking the man. I have the reach across the globe. Okay, I love it. I love Good it. No, I love it. I love it. But if you guys, if anybody comes down to Orlando, there's another show on uh, Veterans Day that we're doing. And uh, it'll be, you know, we're going to do a tag team match. It'll be The Row against Trailer Park Chuck and a special guest partner that we don't know yet that'll be announced there. So it'll be dope. Is there like a website or something where people can find out more about Sausage Castle Wrestling? Uh, you can follow Bearass the Clown on Instagram. <laughs> this is the moment I've been waiting for my entire life. I am now searching for Bear Ass the Clown. Uh, oh, it's which, just, is, which is Trailer Park Chuck's original uh, wrestling gimmick. Well, of course. Everybody knows sure, that. Sure, why not? Hang on. Uh, Bear Ass the so, Clown. Bear Ass the Clown. Also, the, uh, the Sausage Castle on Instagram. The sausage I, will be posting, I will be posting videos on our Twitter account All right. of the matches uh, that I had this past weekend. I just ed- finished editing them the other day, and uh, they're pretty dope. All right. All right. All right. Well, I'm stoked. Uh, in the meantime, Aaron, your thoughts on uh, Daniel Bryan, John Cena, and also the other big news this week regarding Crown Jewel that Renee Young is going to be part of the broadcast crew, um, which That's is the first step. Which is very wild considering what we know about Saudi Arabia. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, I'll start with I'll start with Cena and Daniel Bryan. Um, for Cena, it was a no brainer. He had more to gain by not going than you know to gain by going. 
So for him, I thought it was a no-brainer. Um, awesome for Daniel Bryan for stepping up like that, and good for WWE for now for letting him. Uh, I hope the tap out wasn't a sign of things to come. There, you, know, you know, I was a little bit worried about that, but at the same point, I don't know what you do there, right? Like, I mean, you you could have him catch him, you know, like just go back and forth, finally catch him after a bunch of reversals, hit the Styles Clash win, like that would be kind of the the way to keep the heat there. But you know, I don't know. I'm not saying that that's definitely what happened. It definitely raised I mean, some you, eyebrows for I me. Mean, I mean, when you're pulling out of a fifty million dollar. Uh, payday, you know, WWE probably isn't as inclined to protect your character. Well, and I, I hope that's not the case. If, if Daniel Bryan I mean, gets punished... Still, no, no, no. No, he's not going to get punished, but what I'm saying is like like, you, you protect, in, in Vince's mind, in their mind, like, alright, you're pulling out, that's cool, but like, you're still the, the one of the top faces on SmackDown, but like, we're not going to protect you in story mode like you are because you're pulling out of a $50 million payday. And, and you know what, if that's all it is, it's just, you know, kind of a one-time thing here, cool, great, wonderful, awesome. If it's, you know, so if we start seeing a little bit more of it going down the road and it does seem like he's being punished long-term for that, well, then I think we're going to have to revisit this conversation because that's not going to be a good look at all if guys are getting uh, punished for oh, pulling I mean, out of It would be a huge problem, yes, no question yeah. about that. It would be a huge problem if the WWE attempted to punish someone because they decided they didn't want to go visit a murderous regime. That would be... Now, the argument might be it is a lot of guys on the roster that don't want to go either and are being forced to go, so they're being punished in their own way right now. So. Yeah, they're being punished with money. I, I hear you. Dude, I hear you, but still, there's been a lot it's of people... my favorite thing. That's, I, I, that, that concept's always been so foreign to me. I've been broke, and I've been rich, all right? And uh, I'll tell you one thing. Did I have problems when I was broke? You're goddamn right. Did right. I have problems when I was rich? You're goddamn right. But guess what? Yeah, they're easy to deal with. Yeah, I like cable. Yeah, I hear, you know? you. I hear you, dog. Trust me. And I, eat, I like p- being able to order pizza when I want, and being able to being able to go to pay per views and shit and buy first row tickets. That shit's awesome. That helps with depression. For yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. It goes, it's okay. It goes a long way. I hear you. It goes a long way. Um, as far as Renee Young's concerned. Um, you know, it's I, I wonder. I wonder if the WWE went back and said, You guys fucked up. We're still gonna come, but here's the trade off. You're gonna yeah, we, we need something to sell to the PR people. Yep. I wonder. Now, I mean, good on look, if I gotta be honest with you, if I'm Renee Young, I would be scared shitless. Um you're going to Saudi Arabia where they're they want to murder people because a woman was put on the screen. Right. And you're going to be, I presume out in the and open. There's, and there's no white privilege in Saudi Arabia. Right. Like, I'd be scared shitless. So I think it's unbelievably courageous of Renee Young to say yes, because I'm telling you, is I, we, I had this thought like about the Oh, first, yeah, she has huge nuts for saying yes. No doubt. I, 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 as a woman, I don't know if I have the nuts I, to I'm, do that. I'm with you. I, I think that it'd be way too easy for me to be like, yeah, I mean, I, it sounds awesome and all, but... Uh, they actually murder people there and cut up their bodies. Um, I it's making history's cool, being alive, also cool. Yeah. So <laughs> good on. I, we shouldn't laugh about that because it's all too real. But good on Renee Young yeah. for being the one to do it. I don't know that I would have had the balls to do it either. How do you think they're going to handle it? They're not going to show her on screen in the stadium. Um, like how? How exactly do you think they handle that? I mean, they can do uh, it one of two ways. They could just never show the announced crew during the broadcast. I mean, it's not. They don't. They don't know. They're just not put. 
the broadcast crew on the heart on the screen but that's kind of that's my thought because they want the shot of renee there they want that shot badly but they want it on the network they don't care if it's shown in the arena right it is going to be also very uncomfortable though because at some point she's going to have to come to the ringside seat like typically remember the announcers get introductions right and they get you know titantrons and a walk down um they're either going to like sneak her out while she'll, she'll, come, she'll come out with the ring crew or something like that and just some, sit down. But, I, man, I, I, boy, I, that's that's a scary moment, man. Like, that's incredible. I, I, the whole thing is wild. The whole thing's wild. Um, and then the last one before we make our picks, what do you guys make of the rumors about Hulk Hogan? <laughs> um, that he's going to be there? Yeah. Well, it, go to WWE.com, click tickets, and then click the Crown Jewel event. He's advertised. It says I'm, additional I mean, you guys additional talent, Hulk Hogan. Now, are you guys surprised? Or? Well, I'm not surprised that Hulk Hogan would come back. I'd be a little bit surprised if they try to do all of this at once. Well, be, is it almost better to do it all I at hear once? That getting the bad PR anyways, you might as well just throw Boy, it all load. together. I mean, I hear you. Um, there's if you're going to blow your load, blow a big one. Yeah? yeah, It's completely ridiculous, but at the same time, it's like, if you're doing this anyways, how can you be surprised that they're going to add on to no, it? No, I hear you. I hear you. There's an argument for it, right? Like, you, you're, everybody's distracted. Everybody's distracted. They're not going to really be able to grill you about Hulk Hogan because they're still grilling you about Saudi Arabia, right? Like, Or you're, they're grilling you about Hulk Hogan. They're not grilling you about Saudi Arabia anymore. Some, right. Something like that. I, I mean, I hear you. There's definitely an argument for doing it that way. Um, we still don't know that that's exactly what's going to happen, but it's just interesting that that it's is. It's weird to put it on the site. No if doubt. it's not happening. No doubt. All right, when we come back in, we'll make our picks. That's next. I'm Glenn, he's Aaron, and he's... The main event. AJ Francis, this is Jobbing Out. Oh, you God damn it! (laughs) Pressbox's Project Game Day is back at halftime and postgame for every Baltimore football game. You can react live with us on Pressbox's Facebook page. Glenn Clark hosts at halftime, and he's joined by the NFL chick, Sarita Hubbard, postgame. Project Game Day is brought to you by Glory Days Grill. Catch all of the action at your neighborhood Glory Days Grill, where they have tons of TVs to catch every moment of every game. Glory Days Grill. Great food, good sports. Pressbox's Project Game Day. Facebook.com slash Sports. It's going to be honest with you, boys. I kind of don't want to talk over it. Kind of just want to let it go. I'm good with this being the show. Uh, question. Is this Quincy Jones' finest work? I didn't know Quincy Jones did this. You didn't know Quin- Quincy Jones did everything. Come on, man. Quincy Jones did everything. It is a damn good one. I don't know why I wanted that today, but it's what I wanted. So we decided to come back with it for segment number two of Jobbing Out. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone, and of course... The main event. AJ Francis. Now let's make our picks Friday at noon. It is Crown Jewel. I couldn't tell you where it's happening. 
Um, but it's a global pay-per-view event. Parts um, unknown. Right. That's where the event's going to be held. Uh, here's what we're going to do. We didn't get a guest picker this week. It, we just didn't know how the week was going to play out, when we could do the show, and if we're going to have enough time because the event's on Friday. So we just decided what we're going to do this week is this is going to be a freebie for us. Whoever wins of the three of us, we all owe bets. We get absolved of whichever bet we most want to get rid of on our list. Mine would be the New York one because Lord knows I have no idea when I'm going to be in New York next. So just to not have to think about it ever again, I would like to do that. But whatever bet that you owe that you want to get rid of, you can get rid of this week. If you're a winner, let's do it. Let's make our picks. Aaron, start us off. All right, let's start with the SmackDown Tag Team titles on the line as The Bar take on The New Brood, and I'm calling them that from now on because The Brood are amazing. Yeah, that's, you ain't wrong about that. Uh, AJ, you go first. Um, uh, The Bar. Wow, all right, all right. Uh, I am not going to make the same noises, but I'm also going to go with The Bar. Yeah, I'm not sure why that was a uh, sound, but you know what? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm uh, going because because I don't like picking against the new bird. Okay, that that's actually very reasonable. I I, 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 I don't uh, I don't dispute it. Uh, I'm just going with the you know when in doubt in shows like this, I'm picking for you know status quo. Um. Yeah. 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 I I tend to agree with that. Look, I I really have no problem which way this goes. I just sort of feel like. If you were going to have the bar win the titles, what's the point of you know what I mean? Like, I get right. unless you're just planning on hot shotting them back and forth for months um, in order to get both of their tag title you know stats up. I mean, I guess that would be an interesting thing to do, but I, I just think the bar is the more logical answer at the moment. All right, uh, AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe for the WWE title. I mean, I, <laughs> this match didn't exist until less than 24 hours ago. AJ Styles. Yeah, it's uh, it's AJ Styles. It, it would be a nice swerve to oh do it here and, and get oh him that brain that he God. really deserves, even no, if it's dude. only for you know a month and a half or whatever. But it's AJ Styles. Uh, yeah. I mean, I would love for Samoa Joe to win, but doubtful. Next. All right, we have D Generation X versus the Brothers of Destruction in a tag match. Um. I don't think you reunite DX to have them lose, so I'm going with DX here. AJ? Uh, DX look good on Monday, though. Isn't that how they're supposed to lose? Isn't that how that works? That's typically the way it works. Um, uh, they're in Saudi Arabia. The regime murdered a guy. I'm going with the dead man. Whoa! By the way, did did you see the John Oliver uh, fake yes, promo? I did. It was incredible. We should play. No, that, I did Remind me. So we'll, good. We'll, we'll play that in segment number three. Remind me to do that. Actually, you know what? We'll play it in uh, segment number three. Um, so this is actually more interesting to me. I hear you about you know you're reuniting DX. You're bringing Shawn Michaels out of retirement, right? Like you're really gonna do that to have them lose. But twofold. One, you you're really gonna have. DX win both of these matches? Like, they, they win both? And then the other thing is, do we think that this is leading towards Undertaker and Shawn Michaels one more time at WrestleMania? You know I don't want it. But Prob- you, probably. I, I think that's where we're leaning towards. And if that's the case, 
don't you have to have Shawn Michaels lose? Well, do you? Then then you have Undertaker putting him down over and over and over again, and there's no reason for that well, match. You're, you're, well, I mean, yeah, the reason for the match is Shawn Michaels wants it. And well, then you can have it anyways if it's just someone wants it. Well, I, I think I think if you're looking for the reason for the match, it's Shawn Michaels wins, and Undertaker's like, well, you never beat me at WrestleMania. Eh, uh, we're already doing that with Triple H and Batista, so I don't think you can. I don't think you can do that twice. Give me, give me, give me the the brothers of destruction. Give me them as well. All right. Uh, then we have Brock versus Braun for the Universal Title. AJ. Jesus Christ. Um, I think that I honestly think that uh, Drew McIntyre is going to cost Braun. And I'm going to go with Brock Lesnar to carry the belt into uh, his fight in UFC. Of course, we don't even know when that's going to be. Like that's I, I've I've heard you talk about that scenario a bunch, and I've I thought it was interesting, but I have no idea when that fight is happening. We all thought it was going to be January. That that seems like an awfully quick turnaround for Daniel Cormier. Now you could argue, hey, look, Derek Lewis is turning around within three weeks, so anybody can do it. And there's something to be said for that, but it doesn't seem like what you do with Daniel Cormier. I I don't I don't know anymore, man. I think that ultimately, sometimes the obvious answer is the right answer. And I don't know that we even knew that Brock Lesnar was going to be back for this until there was a certain amount of payday that was on the table. And I think that you just say, look, we need the, we need the belt on the show. We we can't keep doing this. I, we're, I think we all assume Roman would have been the champion had Brock or had he not, you know, had to walk away. I'm just going to go with Braun Strowman. I, I know it's the easiest answer, but I'm going to go with it anyway. Yeah, I think it's the cleaner storyline here. I do, like I said last week, I think there is a little bit of, you could create a very compelling story where it's now Seth Rollins chasing Brock and finally trying to put him away for Roman. Right. I think that's that's a very compelling storyline. I just, getting there, I'm not going to say it's tricky because it's easy. You just have him go away. It's messy. I, you know, you, you did so much of, of trying to bring the pres- the belt back into the fold and go away from that, that to put it back on Brock, I think is a mistake here. So I'm going with Braun. All right. And all right, we have the world cup. How do we want to, are we going to go determine one match one? the best in the world? The other world than cup. all of the others that are the best in the world. Yes. The, the world cup eight man single elimination tournament to determine the single best wrestler on the planet, even though they don't have a belt. Exactly right. It is the best and clearly Uh, they don't have a belt in the actual world cup. You're right right about that, but they don't have any other competitions. All right, move on. The world cup is not the world. All right. How, how are thing. we going? Do we want to just give our entire picks, or are we going one by one? The matches. One by I one. I would do the first cool. round. Ma- the first round matches one by one. Okay, so we'll start with uh, Seth Rollins versus Bobby Lashley. Uh, this is me, I guess. Yes. Um, I mean, Seth Rollins was supposed to be in the tournament. Bobby Lashley wasn't. The answer, Seth Rollins. Yeah, I, I almost wonder if they'd want to use this to give Lashley a little bit of a push. But I have Rollins going far in this one, so I'm going with Seth Rollins. Burn it down! Very good. So, I don't understand hold on, hold on. who you hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, before I answer. Dean Ambrose is not in this match, correct? He is not on the card as of now. Okay, cool. Then I pick Bobby Lashley. 
That's oh, a good point. That's a good. It would be. It mm-hmm. would make all the sense in the world for Dean Ambrose. Now, I think he could do that later yeah. on in the night as well. Just mm-hmm. keep that in mind. But go ahead. Uh, we have Kurt Angle versus Dolph Ziggler. I go first. This one's interesting because I have Rollins winning. I think they want to set up more the the face heel dynamics. I'm going to have Ziggler. I also don't know how many matches they want Angle to be wrestling in a single night, so I'm going to go with Dolph Ziggler here. AJ, I'm going to go with Dolph Ziggler as well. Uh, I will also go with Dolph Ziggler. Um, I I. I think the point of Kurt Angle is just that he shows up and wrestles in Saudi Arabia, right? Like, that's all that they really wanted out of it. Right. So, I'm, I'm with you. I don't think it needs to continue. I also, in the fairness, I have no idea how much they really care about storyline with this thing because, again, this thing is only happening for money as an excuse to get some of these guys on the card. So, you know, I, 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 don't, I don't know what to make of it. And I think that originally when this whole thing started, we all believed John Cena was going to win, which in storyline makes no sense whatsoever. So... Whatever, but yes, right. Dolph Ziggler is my answer. All right, so we will go over to the SmackDown side, and we will do uh, Miz versus Jeff Hardy. Uh, um, your, no, I think no. it's AJ, right? Is it? Yeah, it's AJ. Okay, that's fine. Uh, I'm going to go with Jeff Hardy. Like now, I got to think about how I see the last match playing out. Right. Um, I'm gonna go with the Miz. Going to go with the Miz. Uh, I am as well. I think if you... Well, I'll get to this a little bit later. But if you really want to put Miz into the, all right, I'm up next, having him go far here would do a lot of good. So I'm, I'm picking the Miz here. All right. And then uh, we have Randy Orton versus Rey Mysterio. That's 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 me. Um, I would have to go with Rey Mysterio then. I am also going with Rey Mysterio. I don't know why you're jumping me, but okay. Uh, Yes, I am going with Rey Mysterio as well. So that sets up the... That's the end of the first round. So should we just go around and say our finals? Well, yes. Okay, that's fine. So you would start then, right? All right, I will start. Ah, boy, I, I haven't decided between on the SmackDown side yet. I am going to go with Seth Rollins over Ziggler on the Raw side. Mm hmm and I am going Miz over Rey Mysterio on the SmackDown side. Okay. I am going to go Rey Mysterio uh, over Jeff Hardy on the Raw side. Uh, I mean, on SmackDown side, sorry. And then on the Raw side, I am going to go with Bobby Lashley. I am going to go with Seth Rollins and Rey Mysterio. All right. And the winners? Bobby Lashley. Wow. Um, I'm going to say that my winner is Seth Rollins. I think that the setup this week is to Roman's missing from Raw. We brought Rey Mysterio back to SmackDown, but we don't really need Rey Mysterio on SmackDown. Let's get him over to Raw. And that's the way that they go about doing it. So yeah, that was a little weird wrinkle that they threw in there. Yep. Uh, I, I, um, and, and who's and who does it make sense to remove from SmackDown? Right? Does it really make sense? I guess you could do it with Randy Orton, but you're losing a face on Raw. Um, and in fairness, Raw's also lost Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn in recent weeks. Like they've had more losses. Rey Mysterio is just a guy that showed up on SmackDown. He's not even really on SmackDown. He just showed up on SmackDown. So it would make all the sense in the world. 
for Shane McMahon to say, I'm sorry, I've got to fire you, and for Raw to say, dude, we take Rey Mysterio tomorrow. Now, I get it, it's a face-heel dynamic that kind of doesn't work. Like, if you're, if you're Shane McMahon, you're supposed to be firing a heel, but are you firing the Miz? Like... Well, that's why I'm going to say the Miz wins it here. Uh, I think you throw it, you throw that line in there just to add the added drama at the end, you know, just to give this, I guess, meaning, even though it still doesn't have a lot of meaning. So you have Miz win here, and again, you use that as kind of a justification going forward to put him right into the title picture. All right, all right, very good. So that's who we have winning the World Cup. That's it. I mean, that's, yeah. that's seven matches. Obviously, the World Cup ends up being. How so, how do we think Hulk Hogan's going to be? This isn't for points or anything. How do we think Hulk Hogan's going to be used here? He's he's going to come out and say that he's happy to be in the Silverdome. <laughs> <laughs> you know That's what? Good. Every now and then, AJ, you're good for something. <laughs> that was really good. That was a really good. Actually, it would be amazing. Oh God, I our truth can't do this. But it would be amazing if they had Hulk Hogan come out and then they had our truth come out. And our truth was the one who said it was great to be in the Silver Dome. But oh my god! Well, you, you know, under AJ's situation, they're going to have uh, Hulk Hogan hand the trophy to Lashley and claim how much he likes black people. God, no doubt, no doubt. Um, how do they use him? I don't know. I, they they just have him come out and you know talk about. How I am a real yeah. American. I mean, they just—it's just. I don't care if you kill journalists. Uh, oh, oh no! Is Hacksaw Jim Duggan gonna come with them? Oh, oh god, that's it's even worse, Aaron. That's even worse. Oh, that's so bad. Oh, murder jokes. That's what we've got this week on jobbing out. Uh, we really look ourselves in the mirror and decide if this is who we're gonna be, boys. <laughs> Remember that time a guy got killed and hacked apart? It was hilarious. <laughs> oh, God. Um, this is the part where I do this. We obviously don't mean any of that. This show is... Uh, oh, all, right, all right, just stop. Um, I think they're just going to have him come out and do a, a thing. You know, just walk walk out, wave to the crowd. What's the, what's the line from A League of Their Own? Wave your little hat. <laughs> He's going to come out, wave his little hat. He's Hulk Hogan. Just got to tell you how happy I'm to be here. Butcher the pronunciation of something. I'd say he's supporting the Susan Coleman uh, Breast Cancer Foundation, and that'll be that. I think it'll just if he's there, it's just to do an appearance, nothing else. Um, it's it's enough to have him there and to deal with that. It's a completely different thing. But it gets beyond. It moves them beyond the first one. They get past the awkwardness of the first one, so that whenever he shows up again, they don't have to deal with it being the first one. But I don't think they actually have him do anything. Oh, you don't think he's going to uh, cost Undertaker the match, setting up the match we all want in Hogan versus Undertaker? Oh, my God. We have been waiting for it, haven't we? Oh, God. Oh, my God. Yeah, I wouldn't be stunned. I wouldn't be stunned at all. Uh, AJ, quickly, let's do the uh, who had the best match on Raw thing so that we can get that, get that taken care of. Who had the best match on Raw? I had no idea you were going to ask. I had no clue that that was going to be a question that was asked. Um, ah... I gotta go through and try to remember the matches. Um, I, I honestly think it might have been the ten woman tag match. Ten woman tag match was very good. It was a yes. very very good match. Um, was it the best match on Raw? I mean, it's competition is Finn Balor, Bobby Lashley, right? 
Yeah, I mean, that would be the only other one that I would even... Well... Dolph Ziggler match, that really wasn't... like That, that was, cool, that was fine. Nia, you know what, I'll, I'll give it to the 10 women. What about Nia and Ember? I like the 10 women better. Me too. All right, I'm good with it then. That's a lot of numbers to add up. Uh, yeah, that's I, the main reason I wanted to do it. <laughs> yeah. All right, I tell you what, AJ. We'll give you during uh, the next few minutes, and you can report back to us. Uh, Trish and Alita get added to the list. That's true. Chris and Lita make the list. That is true. All right. We'll do, what we'll do. Uh, we got to talk to Casey Lennox. Um, so we're going to do that next. Uh, Baltimore girl from MLW. We're going to chat with her. And then in the end of segment three, we'll have AJ update us on where we are as far as uh, best match statistics are concerned for the year. So that's all coming up in segment number three. I'm Glenn. He's Aaron. And he's the main event. AJ France. Oh, God damn it. What are you doing to me? <sighs> this is jobbing out. Score big at the Green Turtle with our legendary crab dip, juicy burgers, or any of our delicious boardwalk iced teas and lemonades. Bring the whole team and celebrate your latest win in our rent-free party room. Need to raise money for your sports league or team? Our Funds for Friends program has raised over $1 million for local sports organizations. Everyone is a winner at the Turtle. Visit thegreenturtle.com to find your local Turtle. Back in here for segment number three of Jobbing Out. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone, and of course... The main event. AJ... Why are you doing that to me this week? (laughs) AJ Francis as well. All right, so you guys know that I have a new favorite wrestling personality. And it's, um, it's only because she's from Baltimore. It has nothing to do with the fact that she's also maybe the most attractive person I've ever seen in my entire life. It has nothing to do with that at all. I want to make that very clear. It's respect as a wrestler and respect for someone who's making it happen from Baltimore. You've been seeing her on MLW. She's been doing uh, the broadcast stuff there. She's also been working uh, her way up through the indie ranks as a wrestler herself. And as I said, we love her because we love everybody from Baltimore, and it's awesome to see her making things happen. It's a pleasure to welcome Casey Lennox to the show. Casey, it's Glenn, Aaron, and AJ. It's so good to talk to you. Thank you for taking a couple of minutes for us. (laughs) Of course. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, so this is the deal, right? Typically, when somebody from Baltimore finds success, we're like, oh, yeah, we know about that person. We saw them hanging out at MCW locally, or we saw them hanging out at one of the local indies. You're a little bit different. Tell us about your path for coming from Baltimore to ending up in Orlando to being now on the rise in the world of pro wrestling. Oh, my goodness. It's such a long story. Um, It's not a long story. I'll make it short. Um, I I have time, by the way, just for what it's worth. I have time for you. This is a podcast. We have no time constraints. Well, I, no, I make this clear. For a lot of other people, I wouldn't give them the time. But for you, as much as you need. <laughs> um, so, long story short, because I don't want to waste too much of your time. Um, I trained five years ago. So, when I turned 18... I was still living in Maryland, and I trained at Gilbert's Professional Wrestling okay. Academy. Yeah. And at that time, they were um, kind of like the NXT to WWE. So they were MCW's um, kind of like training grounds. And so I trained there for a year. Uh, I took some time off, and then my family and I decided to move down to Orlando. 
at that time, the performance center was just coming here. I was actually going to go to Tampa and train at the FCW uh, beginners course that they had, but then they came here, so I couldn't. Um, I applied for Tough Enough. I unfortunately didn't make it, but I did get a tryout off of that. And then it's kind of history. I came to Team Vision, or I went to Team Vision, and then from Team Vision, one of the owners of MLW contacted me, and now I'm there. Wow. So, so did, did the yeah. move was the move to Orlando because of your pursuit of a career as a professional wrestler? Originally it was. Um, and then my brother just had graduated high school, and we, we love Baltimore, but we kind of got tired of it. Now, wait a second. <laughs> now, wait a second. Are you saying there's, a, there's something, there's a negative connotation about Baltimore? I don't know what you could no, possibly be suggesting. No, it's just like... In, in December, there's this white stuff that comes from the sky, and, like, Florida doesn't have that. So, yeah. Yeah, AJ did I mean, the same thing. He abandoned us, too. So I'm, big fan, I'm a big fan of, like, not snow. <laughs> I love snow every once in a while, but once it turns to ice. Nah, fuck that. I can do that <laughs> forever. <laughs> forever. I'm, I'm with you on I've that. shoveled enough. I've made... I've shoveled enough driveways in my damn day. I've I've had to scrape <laughs> off too many damn windows. I like being able to wear basketball shorts 300 days a year. Okay, but yes, it's one thing it's one thing to say we want away from the snow. It's another thing to decide that Orlando is going to be the place. Like, was your family on board with like, hey, we we want to do this. We know that's the best place for you to be to make this happen. Or did you have to do a little bit of a sales pitch? Like, hey, I know we kind of want to get out of Baltimore. What do you guys think about Orlando? <laughs> Uh, no, 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 no sales pitch. My mother actually wanted to move to Orlando when I was in, uh, around like middle school and I pleaded with her to not move so that I didn't have to leave any of my friends and stuff like that. Uh, so I graduated, my brother graduated and then she just made the plunge for it. Cause I was going to move to Tampa before they decided to move to Orlando anyway, but we just moved as a family. So that's cool. No pleading. They wanted to come to. <laughs> awesome. does, does your does your mom like? Is she one of your biggest fans? Yeah, she definitely is. She comes to like everything that I'm ever on. Is she still kind of <laughs> nerdy, mom? Though, like, is there is there still any a moment where you're like, mom, you're embarrassing me? Stop. <laughs> uh, sometimes, like when I'm at shows and she's the loudest, I'm like, yeah, she's kind of embarrassing. <laughs> um, but. <laughs> uh, but Mom, she's not, she's not that embarrassing. Yeah, God. I mean it's not weird. You're embarrassing me. Sometimes you have, but it must uh, be good to have know. her out in the crowd when you are when you are wrestling. It is, but when I'm like a bad person and she cheers me, I gotta make sure she like cheers <laughs> me because she can't cheer me. <laughs> you, wait, you haven't ever had like a moment in a match where it's been distracting, have you? Or even like, oh my god, mom, mom, mom. <laughs> <laughs> No, not yet. Okay. She, she hasn't gotten that No, the best thing, you're, you're, you're not utilizing what you got. Is there anything more heel than telling your mom to back it down a little oh, bit? that's mom? actually true. <gasps> oh, my. What if I did do that? She yeah. She probably me out of the house. Yeah. Mom, I don't even like you. Why are you here? <laughs> <laughs> heel. It'd be so much heat. It'd be so be much great. heat. Legit moment. heat. I'll do that to my brother, maybe, because he can't kick it, me out. Yeah, but it wouldn't be the same. <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah, don't think anyone true. would necessarily boo that. Yeah, they, yeah they, they, no one wrestling fans, as soon as you said that to your brother, they'd be like, yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> fuck that guy. Yeah, fuck that's that true. Guy. That's true. I'll have to try it when I come back. 
<laughs> Casey Lennox is with us from MLW. So, Casey, you're doing the, this, this sort of path where you're wrestling and at the same time you're working on MLW as a broadcaster. Like, how important is it for you to take both very seriously and to not end up getting pinned into one versus the other? I mean, I mean, it's very serious, obviously, um, and that was one of one of my uh, not, like kind of questions. I didn't want to do, uh, I didn't want to like come to MLW and just do announcing and then get stuck in that um, that kind of like role because like wrestling is my one true passion. But I get to travel the world, and my face gets to be seen by numerous promoters and fans just with MLW, so I feel like then I can email these promoters and say, hey, you've seen me on this brand, uh, this is what I do outside of of interviewing and stuff like that. So yeah. I'm glad that I signed one for MLW. I get to work with people who have been in WWE and TNA and all these other big companies, uh, so it's a learning thing. I get to learn both sides of, of the business. And then How did you, that's even oh, go more. Ahead, oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 you go ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna say that that's even more. Um, like whenever I do make it to WWE or make it to TNA or make it to one of these big promotions, it's it's more for me. Not I don't want to say more for me. I want to say like I can do more. Like I'm. Yeah. able to yeah. interview or announce or wrestle or whatever they need. So. Versatility is what you're saying. Uh, yes. In the NFL, I played the NFL for, for five <laughs> years, and we always used to say, the more you can do. Right. Exactly right. No yeah, doubt. No, exactly. How did you uh, first get connected with MLW? How did that all uh, go down? Uh, the owner used to come to our shows that we have at my school and I guess he just liked me. He seen my drive and my passion for for wrestling, so he contacted me and he said that uh Court Bauer, which is the other owner. Yeah. So I we have Court Bauer and Mr. St. Laurent or MSL. Um MSL contacted me and said that he needed an interviewer and that Court was interested in me as well. So they had me come in for a little test run, and ever since I've been there. Right. Here you are. Here you are. I mean, like, yeah. the, 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 was there a moment for you when you realized, like, this is different. I'm going to be on TV now. Like, this isn't just me showing up at a bingo hall and wrestling or wherever it is. I don't want to, nothing against bingo halls. They're wonderful places. Um, <laughs> but, like, was there Especially a Especially at Jewish Community Center. Absolutely. We all, we've all spent, except for Aaron, um, we've all spent plenty of time at a Jewish Community Center playing bingo in our day. It's the way it works. But... <laughs> Was there a moment for you when that happened where you're like, oh, my God, this is on TV. The people that knew me in Baltimore. By the way, where did you, where did you go to high school, Casey? I went to Mervo. Okay. All right. Wow. So legit. You're real yeah. Baltimore. Um, so yeah. <laughs> like the, the, the people that knew me from high school are going to be able to watch me on Friday nights. Like, Did you have a moment where like that sunk in? Like, this is, this is real now. Uh, I think that moment for me where it sunk in, um, I don't think it was seeing myself on TV per se. I think it was just working with guys who have been on TV because, like, I've worked with Tommy Dream or John Morrison or Johnny Nitro or Morrison, <laughs> John Hennigan. Sorry. Yeah. Um, Whatever he's I going by with, this week. Yeah, he's so many names. But, yeah. Hey, it works for him. <laughs> um, Abyss, I've worked with James Storm. I've worked with 
so many people that have been on TV. So I think that's when it really sunk in for me uh, that this is a huge deal and I'm representing a company on TV. It's just crazy. Like, it's so crazy that I'm on TV, like, around the world and we're about to go, like, literally international. Yeah. So. Yeah, it doesn't suck. It doesn't (laughs) suck. It's all right. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. (laughs) There's a lot of other Baltimore folks that have found success recent years in pro wrestling, whether that's James Ellsworth, whether that's Rich Swan, whoever it is. Do you – like, are you close with the community, the the wrestling community from Baltimore, those folks that you know and have stayed in touch with, even Dwayne, obviously, who you said you were training with? Um, I have stayed in touch with pretty much everybody. Like we're we're all friends on Facebook, and occasionally we, um, we like have conversations. But Rich lives here. Rich lives in Orlando with Sue, so I see him at numerous events, and he's on MLW as right, well. Right, so I see him all the time. Um, and then James, I'm gonna call him Jimmy because that's what I've always yeah, Jimmy been. Morris. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah, we love Jimmy. Uh. So I've, I mean, whenever he is on a Florida show that I'm on, we always have good conversation, conversations, and just throwbacks to some memories from before. But we all stay in contact, so it's fun. Can you it's explain good. like what's what's happened? Like Baltimore in like the area, you even throw in like DC, you yeah, got, you know Renee Michelle, number right. of those people, right? Leo Patrick, like, yeah, what, Patrick Clark, yeah, the, mm-hmm. the the come up for like the pro wrestling community in this area, like, it, it, can you put it into words what it's been AJ like? AJ Francis <laughs> on his way, AJ Francis on his way, sure. <laughs> um, can can you describe it, like what it's like being a part of this thing and how crazy it's been these last few years? It's great for like for me. Um, I feel amazing saying that I'm from Baltimore and saying that I'm. A, professional wrestler and that uh i'm getting out there now and making a name for myself um just because when i first started wrestling stacy keeler stacy keeler i'm sorry i'm like stuttering was <laughs> pretty much the only wrestler that i knew of that was from baltimore so every time uh every time i said i was going to wrestle i would be like i'm going to be better than stacy i'm going to be as good as stacy and now there's so many people from Baltimore that are on the rise that have made it. And then when Rich when Rich got signed and then he got released, I was like, It's my time to represent. So that's just what I want to So you're do. saying you're putting but I Baltimore, feel like Baltimore is representing. You're putting Baltimore on your shoulders now is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I feel. I'm gonna make a name <laughs> put for myself the city on their back like some shoulder pads. I like it. I like it. I like it a lot. That's cool. That's I got really a big cool. city on my shoulders then. <laughs> do you ever do you ever like no, we we talk about this a lot of times on the show. I'm a black male in America. Um, other than the New Day, every pretty much wrestling gimmick that has been successful for black men on WWE has been, oh, he's super athletic, or uh, oh, he's a rapper, or he, he or like even our truth is technically his gimmick is that he's a rapper. Like, mm-hmm. um, like, do you feel pressure as a black woman to like try to avoid? like gimmicks with negative stereotypes or are they not presented to you as much? I don't I don't think they're presented to me as much. Like I haven't had anything no one's told me that you have to do this or you have to be this way. Um so I'm just me. Like I go out there, I'm super sassy and uh I wanna say savage. So I like it. <laughs> I don't 
like I'm very sassy like as a as a person myself I'm sassy and I want to uh that's dope I want that to be my character per se just a super sassy person so no I haven't had anybody like pressure me into having to do any certain type of character or gimmick or I don't have to go out there and rap because if I did I'd be horrible <laughs> <laughs> How did you originally get into wrestling? Uh, when I was 10, so 16 years ago, my brother started me on it. Um, and then ever since then, I just fell in love with it. I fell in love with it more than he did. Um, Wait, did he have a moment I, like where he tapped out and you were like, I'm still in, like I'm still a fan? Uh, he kind of just, like, we watched it, watched it together. And then I think he just kind of grew out of it. Like, he still watches it occasionally. And as a family, we've started watching it more. Like, I've always watched it, but, like, my mom and my stepfather and my brother and grandfather, they watch it more often now. Um, He's more of a fan of, like, ECW era, WCW, stuff like that. Um, But he got me into it. Went to our first show down at, it was First Mariner back then. It wasn't. Yeah, of course. Whatever it is now. What is the it? Royal Farms <laughs> Arena, yes. That's what it yeah. is. Yep, exactly right. <laughs> um, it was First Mariner back then. We had the nosebleed section seats. And you had to have, like, binoculars to see anything that was in the ring. But um, he got me into it, went to our first show, and from then... I just know. I was like, I got to do this. Okay, but like when you tell your friends that like that's the the role that you're pursuing, right? Like were they all like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, sure, that makes all the sense in the world? Or are they more like, what? <laughs> uh, when I when I told my high school friends, and I think it's just because uh, they were young and immature and all that good stuff. <laughs> um, they were they said, isn't wrestling fake? And to a point, it is. It is predetermined and things are uh known before you go out there well some things are known before you go out there things change all the time um but to the same extent you are bumping your body and on plywood essentially not even plywood like a four by four i think it's four by four uh you're bumping your body on wood and like literally the littlest amount of padding so it may be predetermined but it is still uh very hard on your body but had you my played? friends now, they think it's cool. Were, were you an athlete? Had you played sports at Mervo? I played volleyball my first year of high school and then tennis the last three. Oh, it's a total. Everybody does that, right, guys? They go right from tennis to professional wrestling. I mean, it's this, it's an age-old story. <laughs> it's a story as old as time, right from tennis to a ring. Everybody does it. It makes all the sense. Gosh, I thought you were going to say something interesting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Casey Lennox, before we let you go, we really appreciate the time. Uh, real quick, I saw you tweeting about it on Sunday night. For you, you're not part of it yet, but when you when you see that event, when you see evolution happen, what does it mean to you as a female in this business and as someone who clearly, I'm imagining, has those types of goals in mind for your future and your career? Uh, evolution, when it literally came on the TV, when we turned it on, I, I got goosebumps. I almost wanted to cry. Um because women have been working so hard for this and we're still working. I know I'm personally still working to to get to that level. And even if it's not with WWE or with any big company, as long as I as long as I personally make a name for myself, um, 
then that's all that matters. But yeah, evolution was crazy. And I almost cried. It's awesome. Because we've been working so hard for this. It's awesome. And it was and it was everything. And it, it was, was and it was dope. Right. It was incredible. It was. What a show it was, no doubt about that. Hey Casey, so what can <laughs> we plug for you? Um social media, website, appearances, what can we get in plugs for you before we let you go? Uh all of my social media is Miss Casey Lennox. So it's M I S S K A C I L E N N O X. And then I'm just on MLW right now because I'm out on injury. But right. I'll be plugging all of my uh, all of my wrestling events once I come back. Awesome. <laughs> well, we will be happy to help you out with that. Get well soon, and congratulations! It's awesome to see uh, someone from our our backyard having such success. Yeah. And we can't wait to see what's ahead for you, Casey. We're huge Thank fans. You. Thank you for taking the time for us, and best of luck moving forward. All right. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Awesome. And I'm pretty sure that I didn't even say anything that was too embarrassing during that. I'm pretty sure. You, you, started, you started to go off the rails at, at uh, first, but you reined oh, it in. You reined stop. it in. stop. I mean, like, what do you want me to pretend like she's not super attractive? You want me to pretend like, be like, say, look, Sasha Banks is a damn good wrestler. AJ, is Sasha Banks attractive? Uh, yes. Okay, thank you. I mean, like, come on. I mean, this is what it is. By the way, again, this is how I know it's 2018. Ask me the same question about whether or not I'm attracted to Kurt Angle. Are you attracted oh, to Kurt Angle? You know goddamn well that I have masturbated to a picture of Kurt Angle before in my life. So let's just be fair about all of this right now. This is not me. I'm equal opportunity in every way. Every way. What What just happened? Uh, um, but thank you to Casey Lennox for joining the show. All right. Uh, AJ, did you update the math? Uh, yes, I did. And <clears throat> after 43 weeks, Roman Reigns uh, is 13, 28, and 2. Uh, we have some movers and shakers. Sasha Banks is up now to 11th on the list. Uh, she is the highest ranking woman. She has more matches of the week than The Miz, Sami Zayn, Bobby Roode, Sheamus, Matt Hardy, Bray Wyatt, wow. Natalia, Asuka, Jinder, Bobby Lashley, Baron Corbin, Alicia Fox, Liv Morgan, Sarah Logan, Ruby Riot, Bailey, Elias, Samoa Joe, Jax, Mojo Raleigh, No Way Jose, Jason Jordan, Carl Anderson, Lou Gallows, John Cena, Cesaro, okay. Apollo Cruz, Ember Moon, Alexa Bliss, Scott Dawson, Dash Walter, Akum, Razar, Ronda Rousey, Mickey James, Trish Stratus, and Lita. And also, she's got more than Kid Rock. She's got more than <laughs> uh, Gary Payton. She's got more than uh, Bishop Desmond Tutu. As well as uh, Aaron. So, I mean, she's doing all right. Correct. And the, the truth be told, she's actually in the top ten because she's tied for ninth, actually, with Curtis Axel and Bo Dallas with four on uh, the way, four on the four wins and two on the weighted scale. But, you know, she got there later, so that means that she loses the tie. That's just how that works. All right. All right. So that's where we're at uh, for uh, best match on Raw this year. All right, uh, let's get to some stuff that we haven't had a chance to talk about that we need to. Well, one, I guess technically, Aaron, that we we had talked about, but there is some update here. Yeah, let, let's just, uh, as we are recording this, as we are doing the interview, uh, WWE pulled Hulk Hogan's picture from the Crown Jewel page. And instead they said he's definitely been. No, that's not the case at all. Um, so, I mean, I, I assume that means that it was a mistake, it was an error, it wasn't supposed to be there, and he's not going to be there, but... Is it also possible that it was supposed to be a huge surprise and they were mortified that the cat got out of the bag and so they pulled it down to try to throw people off the scent? 100% possible. Okay. 
I think so too. I don't, I mean, like I, I guess if you forced me to bet money one way or the other, is Hulk Hogan on the show? I guess I would bet no. But I mean, like percent. I, I could give you the right odds to make you bet yes. Yes, correct. Like if I said, what do you think the percentage chance is that Hulk Hogan is at Crown Jewel? Fifty. I was going to say 40. Yeah. I was, I was going to say more like 35. I was going to say somewhere around 35. Keep in mind, this is a card that lost John Cena, Daniel Bryan, Roman Reigns, all in the yes. last two weeks. Um, now, I don't think the WWE – I don't think that Saudi Arabia is in a great negotiating spot with the WWE right now just because the WWE is coming despite everything that's going on. But it wouldn't stun me if they said – Okay, so we lost those. What are you bringing us? And the WWE also did free up money to spend by not having to pay those three guys to go to Saudi Arabia, right? So, and who knows? Maybe they're getting more money if Hulk Hogan shows up. Perhaps true. So it would not stun me still either, uh, despite the fact that they have indeed updated the website and pulled Hulk Hogan off of that uh, announcement for Crown Jewel. So there is that. Um, let's talk about NXT from a week ago. So we did last week's show on Thursday. Wait, on Wednesday. So we hadn't seen NXT yet. Same thing this week. We're doing the show on Wednesday, so we don't know about NXT for this week. But we need to react to what we saw. Um, how about that? How about that? Okay, not everybody about, at once. Not everybody I, I mean, at once. It was, it was, I'm not going to say stunning. No. But it was really interesting and i'm kind of surprised they're going that way and i think it's potentially very very cool uh i completely agreed um i i think when when we've all we've all assumed that we were getting more gargano champa right so how do you keep gargano champa fresh like how do you go about doing that if you're going to keep doing it now your argument might be you don't need to keep it fresh it's been effing amazing every time it would be effing amazing amazing every time but it's not a bad way to go about it, is it? No, I, I like it. it. It completely changes the dynamics. You know, we don't know exactly where they're going. It, it's very possible that we are seeing either at War Games or at the Rumble, we see like a tag team of heel DIY versus Alistair Black and Velveteen Dream. Uh, That's a thing that could very logically happen. It could, right it could very much happen. You're right about that. Um, and I, I'm here for it. <laughs> like, uh, you mean you mean champion Velveteen Dream? I don't think so, but maybe. Do it. <laughs> just do it. I got a pro- I mean, I, I just want to hear them uh, call themselves Black Velvet if they team together. Oh, yeah, that wouldn't. Nah, I think I think a better name would be. What is this Velvet? <laughs> I actually, I like that. I like both of those, in fact. I like both of them. Um, look, I mean, we're all, do we all still assume that this leads to Gargano turning again? I mean, I still, yeah, I still I, think I, this... I would say that you have, you know, you do evil DIY for a couple months, maybe through Rumble. You know, whether they actually team together at it or they just kind of are on the same page, whatever. And then either at the Rumble or shortly after you have him, maybe Candace helps him or whoever helps right. him sees the light, and he has his redemption story leading up to WrestleMania, WrestleMania weekend. Yeah, I think that makes the most sense. I think... Hey, what was... The, there was a story recently, like, that there was thought about doing NXT pay-per-views at every WWE pay-per-view. Do we know more I, about that? I hadn't seen anything about that. Okay, I had seen something, and I should have spent more time on that. I'll try to look into it next week or so. Um, but there had been a story that had been floating around that there were consideration that um, 
they would they would literally do an NXT pay-per-view every weekend, which I thought was probably too much, or every WWE pay-per-view weekend, which I thought was probably too much, but also I would watch. So <laughs> right, also exactly. So I would watch. Yeah, so might not be the guy to say that. All right, um, and finally, speaking of NXT, some weird goings-on uh, involving NXT stars. Yeah, this was a really weird thing. So Evolve 114 was in Ybor City, which is right outside of Tampa, if you don't know. I, um, in fairness, I didn't, for what it's worth. I, like, it's funny because uh, I, I uh, – Ybor City is the one place that if you're going to be in Tampa that you need to know exists. <laughs> was, is this like strip club heaven or something? No, it's just the party central, and it's where yeah. all the porn stars in Tampa live, too. Oh, oh okay. It's, it's, where, it's where the new baseball stadium is actually going to be built. Um, that all part. Right. Anyways. Oh, God, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, assuming they have any money for it, which, who knows. But anyways, so they announced that some NXT people were going to be there. And that, you know, not a big surprise. We had seen Velveteen Dream when they came through here. They, they're doing a lot of that. What we didn't expect is by the end of the night, by the end of Evolve 114, we would have a new Evolve champion as Fabian Eichner beat Shane Strickland for the title, and we would have new tag champions as Chris Dickinson and Jaka's 400-day reign came to an end at the hands of the Street Profits. Um, definitely surprising. Now, immediately, the reaction that I saw from a lot of people was, well, heck, particularly Fabian Eichner, you've been doing almost nothing with on NXT, so why not have him go do that? Great argument. The Street Profits you've probably done a little bit more with, but they appear to be in a bit of a messy, you know, packed tag division at the moment. Yeah, the tag division's very heavy at the top. There's not room for them at the moment. Right. Um, So, it it makes sense. Um, I'm I'm for... Both of these things you say, okay, yeah, cool. You know what I mean? Like, works for me. I'm good with that. I guess there's a little bit of a concern that we've talked about before, which is are you trying to own everything in professional wrestling too much to the point where you don't have room for all of it? And are they signing more talent than they have room for? Which is a great problem to have, obviously, but it is still a problem for the people that are involved. If you're Fabian Eichner, hell, I think we talked about this a lot with Cassius Ono, right? Like, if you're Cassius Ono and you had the hottest year maybe ever on the indie circuit, right? Like you were the 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 biggest indie of the in the world. Are you really better off right now? Monetarily, probably, probably are. But you're sitting around, sort of like, what am I doing? What am I doing? And like, you can't blame NXT because it's not as if they're they're pushing somebody else that we're all maybe, maybe Lars Sullivan. We say I don't know about that, but the look alone. Um, I get why they want Lars Sullivan on TV. I I don't know. Like, I, is it a problem? Yes, but it's a good problem, I guess. You know, it's it's really interesting. It just depends what side. I think the the other that was one just kind of why you know the bio thing and the idea of like is Evolve truly independent anymore, or are they just yeah. the double A feeder system now for WWE? If this is going to happen, where they're just going to. You know, if NXT starts are going to become a major, major part of it instead of just special guests, I think there's a question about that. Now, I think the the right que- a perfectly fine response is doesn't matter if it's independent or not. Um, nope. I, I, and that's fine. You know, if you if you answer no, that's perfectly reasonable to say. I think it's absolutely reasonable. I think there are some people who do care about that who want to say, 
look, we we like maybe they do do like WWE, maybe they don't like WWE, but they want to say, hey, we want something different from WWE. We don't want something under WWE's thumb. And then I think that that's where this becomes interesting. At the same time, I totally understand. Like Gabe Sapolsky came out and said he was going back and forth with people on Twitter uh, yesterday about it. And he said one of the reasons that he's doing it is ticket sales are down. They've been hit hard by WWE signing people. Sure. Like look look through their look through their champions. Matt Riddle, Chris Hero, Drew Gulak, Keith Lee. Johnny Gargano. Like a lot of their big name stars have been snapped up every time they start creating stars. So yes, I absolutely understand them going to WWE and saying, Look, we gotta do something here. We gotta make buzz. We gotta, you know, figure out a way for this to work. And if that means we cede some control to you, so be it. I guess my question would be, if this is going to be the case in your WWE, why not try to stream Evolve shows on the network? I think they are. I think this is the first step towards that. Or not the first step, but another step towards that. I mean, we, talked, we talked about that with Gabe when we had him on the first time. And it would just seem like if, if you're going to be walking this hand in hand, if, you're, if your talent is going to be performing for Evolve... If Evolve is where you're scouting, even if it's not an official type of thing, right? Like, even if you don't own Evolve, even but whatever it is, why wouldn't you try to work out a deal to allow, again, for it still to be Evolve, for it not to become NXT Junior, but just to be Evolve programming that becomes available through the WWE Network? Um, and that would stand to help Evolve monetarily. Um, they could continue to be a feeder system for WWE, like... It, it seems as though it would be a win-win for everybody involved. Yeah, I mean, as, the more we hear about, you know, this tiered system, they want to make changes to WWE Network, this has always been one of the more logical steps to take, is take your partners and put just put them on the network and, you know, make the network all live TV on Wednesdays or whatever you want to do it. Uh, I, I have no problem with it, in theory. I think it'll be interesting to see how it go, you know, how exactly it works going forward. Absolutely, absolutely. Aaron doesn't want to see indie wrestlers on get opportunities on WWE Network. Did I did I say that? Yeah, because you're you're already doing the thing where you say, "Well, I don't know if they're going to do it the Look, right if, way." If this, so I'm if this, my... well, yeah, if, if this all of a sudden turns into okay, we're putting you on, but it's going to be all NXT stars who can't hit this, you know, who can't get on screen, then that would be a problem. Why? Because I want to see some of these guys who aren't on NXT. Well, no, I mean, you want to do both. I, I do, right. again, splitting hairs. Like, I, you do want to be able to do both. You still want Evolve to be a place that indie stars can get exposure and get opportunities. Not stars, but indie wrestlers to become stars. You don't want suddenly that entire promotion to just be, well, here's the guys that aren't on NXT. I And gals. Um, so I, I understand that concept. You would still want it to be both. But I would think the WWE would want it to be both, again, because it's very clear they've been looking to evolve to find people for them to sign. Not all the time, like Punishment Martinez didn't come from Evolve, but um, they, have, they have regularly been signing people that spent a lot of time at Evolve. So I, I'm not worried about that because I would think the WWE would still want to make sure that it was a good mix of both because they still want to be able to look there to help find the next crop of wrestlers that they're going to end up signing. I, I agree. And if it's that way, I'm all for it. All right. There's not enough, so I'm going to go back. I'm actually with uh, with AJ again. You just suck. I mean, it's just, I'm sorry. I, I'm not even arguing with you, but this Thanks. is, it's too much. It's too much. You're the worst. So it is what it is. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's get some uh, plugs in. AJ, we'll start with you. Uh, I'd like you to follow me on 
all social media at AJ Francis 410. That's Instagram and Twitter. Um, you know, I got a, <clears throat> I got a, I'm going to be putting up those matches soon. I edited them last night. I'm just figuring out how I want to do it. Um, I uh, got, I also was able, I had some performances this weekend. Um, it was a really nice crowd. I got to do some new music. I've been in the studio. I'm about to go in the studio right now and make some more music. Um, so I got a lot of going, a lot of got a lot coming up recently. And uh, I was I was Heisenberg for Halloween, so that's awesome. No, I, I didn't uh, I didn't even see it. I'll look. I'll look. I'll take it. I'll take a look. I just I like um, it. And I and I and to make the the costume even better, I got white uh, unlabeled. Sam, little mini sandwich bags and filled them with blue pop rocks. Nice, nice, excellent work, excellent work. Yeah. That's dope. So yeah, you can follow me on social media at AJ Francis four one zero. All right, very good. Uh, Aaron, do uh, all that. Yes, I am on Twitter at the A Oster. We are on Twitter at Jobbing Out Show. You can email us jobbingoutshow at gmail dot com. Oh, just take a look uh, for obviously Crown Jewel stuff. I'll uh, have coming out of it at the Baltimore Sun. Awesome. At uh, Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter, glennclarkradio.com is my website. Thanks again to Casey Lennox for joining us for Aaron Oster and for the main event. Vent, 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 I got nowhere to go. I can be here all day. Keep going. You just tell me when you're done, bud. But like seriously, she eats her she eats her pizza sideways. Side. It doesn't make. Did you? I mean, like, I actually think that Justin. Bieber, it doesn't even make sense because she starts at the tip. Right. What is she doing, Justin Bieber? I know it was a hoax, but still, I was less weirded out by him eating his burrito sideways than I, this has been jobbing out. Bent. Bent. Of course. Bent. Jobbing out. All right. God Bent. damn it. Oh fuck.